Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we have the crazy belief that creating success and happiness is a daily conscious effort, which is why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. I'm your host, Brandon Beecham, and each and every Wednesday, you can tune in to hear me interview a different consciousness changemaker that is out there working tirelessly to help catalyze change and expand awareness all across Spaceship Earth. On the other four weekdays, you can tune in to myself and my co-host, Dalian, giving interpretations of our favorite thought-provoking quotes, sharing a bit of inspiring or mysterious news, taking questions from the audience, and digging into any other mind-expansive topics that will help keep your soul fed by tuning you in to positive vibrations on a regular basis. Also, today's episode is sponsored by Procabulary.org. Procabulary offers a brilliant new online uh, language course that I just recently completed myself called Core Language Upgrade. The course material is designed to help you analyze the way you use your words and language to create your reality. I personally believe the words you choose to speak or write out is referred to as spelling for a very good reason. You're literally casting an energetic spell every time you open your mouth, which means it's of the utmost importance that you have a foundational understanding about the power or lack of power that the words you're choosing to use conjures up. I strongly believe language mastery is a highly important skill set that way too few people have taken it upon themselves to become educated on. And what Procabulary does is actually provides you with an incredibly easy-to-follow roadmap that only takes about 10 minutes a day spanned over 21 days to complete, which shows you how to go about changing your language patterns so that you can start getting better results in every aspect of your life. Now, as a Positive Head Podcast listener, if you decide to go to Procabulary.org and purchase the Core Language Upgrade course, you'll get 33% off if you use the promo code POSITIVEHEAD, all one word, on the checkout page. The retail price for Core Language Upgrade is normally $299, and I'd say it's really worth every penny of that, but it's especially worth it after your 33% positive head discount because it drops the price to $199. That's a crazy good deal that I had to do some serious convincing to get the guys at Procabulary to give to our listeners, so I really hope some of you will take advantage of it while it lasts. Also, if you need more convincing about the power of Procabulary, Check out Positive Head Podcast number 20, where I actually interview Procabulary co-founder Mark England, and we discuss language mastery in great detail. All right then, Positive Heads, welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you, Dalian. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to uh, the Positive Head Podcast. <laughs> is, that what gonna... they, is that what we're calling this these days? Um, wait, what did I say? What did I just say? Did I say something funny? The positive head? No. The po- positive head. <laughs> the positive um, head. Yeah. The, uh, I must must have been distracted with my own. I was thinking the of- head uh, podcast? <laughs> hey, <gasps> may, maybe if, if some of the kids out there like Shout that out, sort Colorado. of thing. <laughs> uh, I feel like Conan O'Brien pandering to the stoner kids. Hey, I know that's my demographic, but <laughs> you kids, I don't endorse drugs, but <laughs> if you want to do that, I don't know. Because <laughs> it's not a drug. Right. It's a plant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Pardon me. Yeah. No, I was going to joke that uh, we're in the Positive Headed Podcast where uh, we explore the mysteries of uh, consciousness and the universe and all the weirdness out there. So um, fasten your seatbelts because this house is about to get picked up by a magical tornado. Oh, (laughs) man, it's going to be that kind of Tuesday, huh? We're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Well, let's get right into it, sir. What do you got in ways of a mysterious story of the day? Today, I bring you mysterious 
stories about the universe, the cosmos, all the mysteries of uh, all that. Um, yeah, all that stuff out there. Oh yeah, <laughs> very we, scientific. Uh, we right? never talk about stuff in outer space. Come on, no, just like no. we never geek out on mysteries oh. of consciousness or inner space. psychedelics. Yeah. yeah. No, we that stuff is boring. boring. Why don't we talk about the stock market again? <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> or the latest reality TV show. Yeah, oh, the Kardashians. <laughs> I know, huh? The, the, the most exciting topic in the galaxy. <laughs> exactly. Not. The number one topic in the galaxy, the Kardashians' butts. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think there's probably a few podcasts out there dedicated to that already. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> uh, it's big the enough that they're... Okay, <laughs> yeah. we've been like, we're oh. working on our... We're not, we're not going to quit it. We promise we won't quit our day jobs uh, as podcasters, guys, and uh, try and pursue a, a, you know, a stellar career in co- comedy. We'll get back to uh, some podcast serious business. Yeah, we may be overcompensating a little bit. Yeah, possibly well, happens. <laughs> well, okay, well, the story that uh, I'm going to bring to you today is again through awewao.com they've got a bunch of uh, really good stories lately i brought uh, quite a few of them from from this site and so this is concerning uh, it's a bit of a follow up on a story that um i'm pretty sure i reported on but it's it was in the news uh, a few weeks ago about alien mega structures mm-hmm. oh or, yeah yeah or rather yeah mega structures that were found around this star or um, pur- purported exactly That's a word right purported, purported yes yeah. It's a word that, uh, yeah, not a, not a lot of people use, but uh, you, you just drop some knowledge on our oh, audience. Oh, well, there. you know, I do what I can. Um, so, yeah, this star with the uh, one of those very boring scientific names, KIC 846-2852. Um, that's a star that had um, mega structures um, floating around it. That's the only way that scientists could describe them because, you know, astronomers are used to seeing stars whose um, light may be dimmed. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they speculate that's a some sort of celestial object, right? Like a planet passing in front of it. Yep. And so, of course, a planet would orbiting a star like that would produce a regular and predictable pattern, right? Sure. So that's what they use to determine. So, of course, this one had a puzzle because there was no such regular predictable pattern at all. Not only that, but they um, w- were seeing what they were calling mega structures because these things appear to them to be just insanely massive. Right. They were just huge. And the article mentions that uh, part of the reason why that is, is um, typically when you have a planet, Brandon, that um, crosses in front of a star like that, it may account for something like one or two percent of uh, dimness of, of the overall light that would have reached us in, in the first place. And so in the case of KIC 846, blah, 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 uh, the the uh, fluctuation in light is 19 percent. So it's wow. way higher than anything they know. Wow. Yeah. One of the um, theories that was put forth is that uh, there were comets, maybe like a ring of comets that was orbiting the star. And that, of course, uh, several of these bodies passing in front of the star at regular intervals might produce this effect. Well, after looking a little closer, they realized that, no, it couldn't be comets. (laughs) So the uh, natural um, potential has been ruled out. Yes. Uh, they've, uh, according to this article, Brandon, they've rolled out just about every explanation that they had come up with. Wow. So they're once again back at uh, square one. Like Alien megastructures no is, is the uh, most likely, as of this time, some sort of uh, artificial structure. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, let's put it this way it's as good an explanation as any because, of course, they considered, the, you know, they were trying to roll out every sort of natural, possible natural cause. And uh, the whole comets thing, uh, the article says it, they would need over upwards of half a million comets to have orbited the star uh, at incredibly regular intervals, which is very implausible. They were just like, I mean, the 
probability of that is very slim. Wow. So um, I'll just quickly read you a paragraph here from the article. Clearly, the mystery of KIC 846, et cetera, et cetera, will not be solved to, will not be easy to solve for a civilization like ours that doesn't even belong to the, on the Kardashev scale. I think that's having to do with the, um, the mega structures themselves. Mm -hmm. What is certain is that the mysterious star and details about the mysterious fluctuations and light emitted from it stand as a great scientific mystery where all explanations, including a mega structure built by an extraterrestrial civilization should be considered. The one thing I will quickly mention, um, Brandon, um, as the cap to my story is that there was an astronomer from Louisiana state university, Brad Schaefer, Mm -hmm. who's been um, looking into this a lot. And he uh, studied the fluctuation with the modern, you know, data that they've gathered. And so he was like, okay, I don't think that's sufficient. Let me try and find as much data as I can. So he went to Harvard and located old photographic plates from like the oldest known photographs of the star Uh from, you know, decades ago. Mm -hmm. And he examined the original plates by eye himself and he saw that the fluctuation has been going on for decades. Wow. So yeah, he's like, you know, we, we don't have anything like that out there. It's it's actually a very big mystery. So it's wow, really cool. Wow, that's a really interesting, interesting story. I guess uh, we'll continue to follow. Maybe, I don't know if there's anywhere else they can take it from here in their investigations or, or you know, this is kind of the conclusion as much as we'll know for now, mm-hmm. aside from exactly. a direct communication from that planet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, right on. So now what I'd like to do is welcome to the show uh, the lovely Sue Krebs to share a positive pondering breakdown of the day. Hello, Sue. How are you? Hi, Brandon. I'm good. A little cold, but I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. In your neck of the woods, it's been what? Negative a million? (laughs) Uh, Not not quite a million. We've been hovering Uh, in the negative teens, but yeah, it's cold. Oh, man. Well, I get... uh, I get, you know, goosebumps if it's 48 degrees here is about as low as it ever gets. And you would think a, you know, severe winter storm had hit in Southern California when it gets down to the 40s. So uh, you probably don't look at us as being the most rugged individuals. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's always sunny in Southern California. So you don't have to be, right? Yeah, it's true. That's true. I guess we all acclimate to our surroundings uh, eventually. So, yep. And it's all good. it's all good. In this case, in this case, we become very soft here. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I missed having you on the show last week, so I'm very excited to hear what you've got in store this week for us. Uh, what do you got? Awesome stuff. Well, I used a quote of my own this week because there's just been a lot. That's that's kind of why we didn't connect last week. Um, a lot of stuff going on, as I'm sure there are for everybody listening. So um, we'll just dive in here. All right. The quote that I have is trust yourself to know for yourself. And like I said, that was one of my own. So, okay. Life is a complex experience simultaneously happening in different arenas as well at different levels of consciousness. It's all happening at once, yet we often expect to be able to navigate it all with little to no disturbance or disruption of the surface. And by, and by doing so, we set ourselves up for a more difficult experience than it needs to be. As we set our intentions to make our growth and ultimately, <clears throat> excuse me, our happiness a priority, we put things into motion that we often do not fully understand. The universe responds to those intentions 
providing situations and circumstances that allow us to create what we've intended. However, sometimes those situations and circumstances come with a whole bunch more disruption than we are wanting. I believe this is where the the expression, be careful what you ask for, comes from. There are often unexpected repercussions. Let me illustrate this with my recent personal experiences. At this point in my life, my overriding intention is to create my financial independence. I no longer want to base decisions on whether or not I can afford something, but whether it's a fit for what I want and is aligned with who I am. I want the basis for my decisions in life to be whether something will increase my joy or not. I've been working towards this for the past couple years, and as with many people, there have been many layers to this issue for me. Just recently, I was presented with an opportunity to work with a business coach who purported to be able to help me grow my business significantly by following her blueprint. She undoubtedly has created financial success in her own life, so there is no question that her methods work. But the question became, will they work for me? And this is where things get tricky, where all of our personal issues rise to the surface amid everything else as we try to reach a decision. For me, questions about the viability of investing thousands of dollars into my personal growth as a business owner surfaced. There were other questions and doubts as well. Will this simply create more debt or will I achieve the results she claims are possible? What if life intervenes and I'm unable to fulfill my commitment in a timely manner? What then? Ultimately, I had to look at the uneasiness that I felt in my gut about this whole situation. There were red flags for me inconsistencies in language, requirements to follow her blueprints to the letter, discrepancies between words and actions. These things didn't sit right with me, and in the end, I realized that while this may well be a fabulous opportunity, if it's not, quote, right for me, it will simply be a detour that I don't necessarily need to take. In the end, I chose to pass on this opportunity, but I'll admit it was a bit exhausting. Then, right on the heels of this, quote, choice point, came another opportunity to be more honest and authentic in my personal relationships. As I more closely examined the choices that I've been presented with lately, I realized that they're really not so different. Yes, they occurred in different arenas of my life, but both contain the underlying theme of trusting myself to know what is best and aligned with what I truly want. They were both opportunities to express myself honestly and authentically and as openly as possible. So while I imagined that the business opportunity was about my financial independence, perhaps it too was about my personal intention to be more open, honest, and authentic in my relationships. I know there are no coincidences, so I willingly step into the space of trusting myself more fully. I am qualified to honor my goals and I am worthy of allowing my intentions to blossom in my life. Oh yes, I am learning to trust that I know what course is best for me. I just need to listen with my open heart. Wonderful, wonderful. I think this is a an excellent uh, topic of conversation in general because it is something that I think we've all, we can all learn from and we all are striving to do or should strive to do more uh more often and that is what is my gut telling me about something what 
what is the truly the best course? I know I'm hearing something and it sounds a certain way. And, and if I'm just listening to it with my head, it all's logical and makes a whole lot of sense. But if you're listening to it with your heart and your gut, it feels different. And I, uh, I know in my own life, I've had similar situations in, in the recent past, uh, where something sounded really good, but didn't feel something didn't feel quite right. And then I go back and forth with, which one I'm listening to in any given minute. And one moment, okay, yeah, I like this path um, because in my head it sounds good. And then maybe 10 hours later, I'm thinking about it and I'm more in my heart and using my gut. And it's like, ah, yeah, something doesn't sit quite right. And so uh, I think that it's an interesting thing that you bring up and a very important thing that you bring up. And uh, I think you can, I believe you can never really go wrong moving more and more into the heart center and more and more following those instincts. And the more you follow those instincts, the better. And, you know, with the whole coaching thing, it's something that's so prevalent out there. And even in, you know, the quote unquote spiritual circles and spiritual teachers and, and, and business coaches. And it's, it's been an interesting issue. It's something in my own life, having, you know, started a, a successful business five years ago that grew to the point that, you know, only one in 10,000 companies ever do. And, uh, you know, featured as one of the fastest growing companies in the country and things like that. And then stepping away from that to follow my, my, you know, uh, path of wanting to talk about consciousness and helping to raise vibration and things like that. I'm really, I've had my foot in two different worlds, entrepreneurial business stuff and, you know, spiritual teaching related stuff. And in both of those arenas, you see these coaches, you know, and sometimes even tying together. And so it's something that I, I've certainly given a little bit of thought to. And one of the things that I've always come back to is I want to whatever I'm doing to be very authentic. I see with some, and I'm, I'm sure there's some amazing coaches and maybe this person you're referencing is absolutely amazing. I don't know. Who, I don't even know who it is, but um, you know, there's a lot of times the feeling I get from this coaching stuff is sort of like, yeah, I, I've made millions and you can too pay me and let me show you how. Well, Okay, so how are you making your millions? By me paying you for you to show me how? <laughs> like, and so that's always kind of the thing that kind of doesn't, it always feels a little weird to me. So you know, for me, what, I, what have I resigned to is doing a free podcast where I sometimes talk about business related stuff, but certainly, you know, a lot of the spiritual stuff and there is no kind of charge tied into it anywhere. And, uh, and, and not to say that someone who is doing that is wrong or bad or anything like that, please don't take it wrong. But uh, I, I just think it's, you know, it's really, really important, especially when you're approaching something like that to listen to how you feel to look at how you feel rather than what's being said. Uh, because uh, I think there's probably a mix out there of people, um, you know, and, and their different intentions with what their, their offering is, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and this person, it, this was an opportunity that sort of just dropped into my lap, if you will. And I don't know this coach. I hadn't had any experience with her or her track record or any of that. And to suddenly, you know, have to make a decision of is it worth spending thousands of dollars on? It's kind of like, I need to think yeah. about this, you know, yeah. and I don't want to say no right off the top either, you know, because maybe it was a, a opportunity of answer to my prayers. But, you know, it is that that balancing between do I listen to my head? Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. Do I listen to my heart? Yes. And that's where I'm trying to get to where it's it's both. It's yes, not just I, one or the other. And, you know, I, I'm 
in some areas, very, very good at listening to, to my gut and to my heart. And in other areas, I'm very, very good at listening to my head. And it's trying to put those things, find the balance in all situations. And I think that's what you're saying with authentic. And that is really important to me, too, because we are all of that all at once. And, yeah. you know, how do we how do we navigate it? So, yeah, it's been it was it was an interesting process to just go through and observe, you know, participate, obviously, try and make the decision and then um, observe the process yeah. of making that decision as well. So, yeah. And of course, there are people out there and, you know, who are who are doing v- incredible work coaching and uh, things like that. And they charge, you know, I know, for example, I, I went and saw Tony Robbins in Australia last spring and right. it's not cheap at all. And, you know, this guy is uh, he, but what he's teaching is certainly extremely powerful and empowering. So once again, not to say that people don't need to make a living or it should all be free, you know, everything that you do, but there, you know, I always just, uh, when it gets into this territory, it's something that I think especially uh, warrants giving some real soul searching and checking in with your heart and with your gut to see what does this feel like? Uh, what does this person's energy feel like? Uh, you know, uh, is there is there intention, you know, really in, in a place that's in alignment with with your own? And, and to that, you know, to that point, you have to know what your intention is, you know, yeah. in order to, to know whether somebody else is aligned with it. Do you really know what you want? And yeah. You know, it, it's it's all good. And, and I have, you know, I really don't question whether she can do what she says she can do. I, I have no doubt. But, yeah. you know, it was really a matter of, but can I do it her way? Will that work and still be true to me? And yeah. that's kind of where I ran into, well, that's where it didn't feel right. So, gotcha. um, well, you this, know, it's all good. Definitely, she'll find, yeah. She'll find people that'll work with her and for her and it'll be great and I'll find if if I'm even meant to find somebody to coach me with that. And I don't know if that's the case. I mean, I'm good. I mean, it just sometimes we just need to take the steps and keep taking those steps. So Absolutely. And as you said, there's always something to be learned about yourself in any of these sorts of interactions or things that arise. And I think that's uh very important as well when you're when you're something is somewhat challenging or there's some confusion or any of those things speaking of tony robbins one of the things that he says that i really like is if you're experiencing confusion uh that's excellent because that means you're on the verge of a breakthrough (laughs) and uh so uh you know whenever you're feeling really confused about something uh you know don't uh throw in the towel and give up hope rather really hunker down and say, okay, maybe I need to sit with this and meditate on this and, and, uh, ask for, uh, you know, signs or indications, uh, to kind of help, uh, get more, more information. And I think you'll be surprised when you do that sort of thing. I don't think enough people, you know, do that, go within, uh, sort of have a prayer or meditation to the universe source or higher self themselves, whatever you want to call it, and say, hey, I, I'm really looking for the right path here, the right answer. Uh, help help give me more information so I can make sure to make my highest choice. And uh, I think when you invoke that sort of thing, you uh, you get that sort of help, you know, but I agree. you don't ask, you got to ask to receive. So <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, Sue, thank you so much for uh, taking time to uh, defrost and uh, and share a little bit of uh, Sue Krebs wisdom uh, with us as always. It's uh, so wonderful to connect with you and I look forward to next time. Thank you. 
Thank you very much <laughs> for having me. Of course. Well, it's always wonderful to have Sue on the show. And what I'd like to move right along to next is uh, from one amazing woman to the next, I'd like to pipe in a talk from Abraham Hicks that, you know, we often have Abraham Hicks, um, you know, talks that we showcase and discuss. Uh, This one was found on the Z Mahoon YouTube page. It is titled Being Right Versus Being Happy. Let's take a listen. We're going to get to something really good here, and we're going to tell you a story about Jerry and Esther. Stories tell things more easily than theories. So, And we've noticed that so many of you, it, you feel like you're in competition sometimes for rightness when there's, you can all be right and have a different idea of how to approach something. Right. As Jerry and Esther tow their car behind their bus, when they get ready to go, Esther likes to get it right out in a nice straight place where they can hook everything up nice and straight. And then she can just easily pull forward and everything uh, falls into place. The hitch locks in just the way it is supposed to and off they go. And Jerry likes to hook it up wherever it is and just make it work out. So sometimes they'll be in a campground that's very close quarters where there are trees here and trash cans there and, and sewer receptacles here and picnic tables here and other cars and and buses all over the place and Esther will start the engine of the bus and she'll turn the rearview camera on and she will notice that the car is already hooked onto the bus and when the car is hooked onto the bus you can't back the bus up you can only go forward because the hitch can't deal with being backed up so you need to pretty much know where you're going because you can't back up without unhooking the car and if it's not straight behind it it's hard to unhook so Jerry has hooked the car on and now he's on the ground out there with the walkie-talkie and he's calling Esther out of the parking place and he's saying come forward come forward come forward and she has very short distance to come forward before she needs to begin making her turn but she can't make her turn too soon because there are things she will run over with the tow car so it's very carefully calculated and Jerry's been out there measuring it he's been walking it he knows that it's close and according to his calculations Esther has more than three inches to spare But when you're sitting behind the driver's seat, those three inches are hard to calculate. And it looks to Esther like she's either going to take the mirror out on the tree or she's going to run over the picnic table. In other words, it doesn't look possible to even make this. And Jerry's saying, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And Esther is thinking, I might just run right over you. And Jerry is so eagerly calling her forward and Esther is so believing that he is wrong in his calculation and she is thinking you should be here and you should see that this is not a possible thing to do and he's out there thinking you should come this way I've walked it off I know that it's a perfect way for us and so Esther in the middle of all of this catches herself thinking a thought that actually makes her laugh right out loud as she thinks I hope we have to unhook the car. (laughs) And suddenly she realizes that she is more invested in being right and more important in making Jerry wrong than she is in feeling good. She'd rather that it go wrong and she be right than that it go well and she be wrong. 
And we said, that's worth thinking about. <laughs> and then we ask, and we ask it of all of you, because Esther's not the only one that gets into that competitive place. What is it that makes it necessary that you be right? Why can't you have an idea that's really right from your vantage point and have it not seem so right from somebody else's vantage point? And why does it matter to you that they don't agree? It doesn't matter to Jerry. He's out there saying, come on, come on, come on. He hooked the damn car on already. In other words, they didn't have a discussion about it. The car is already hooked on. He's so confident that this will work or that he can figure out a way. And he just wants Esther to trust in his rightness. But, you know, he doesn't even care if Esther trusts in his rightness. He's sure that he's right. And do you know, nine out of ten times, they don't have to unhook the car. In other words, he's commonly right. He's just not always right. But what, what Esther wants to come to the place of is saying, in other words, Esther is thinking, I want to do it the easiest way. Jerry's thinking, I want to do it the most adventurous way. <laughs> and who gets to be right? In other words, what is the right way? The easy way or the adventurous way? What is the right way? The way that anybody could do or the way that only somebody who's really calculated it could do? <laughs> And so you have all kinds of differences of opinion about all kinds of things. But the thing that we want you to hear is that whether we're talking to Jerry or Esther or you, it doesn't matter which of you we are talking to, we would say to each of you, your gap between where you are and how you feel and who you really are and how you really feel is all that matters. And you have to factor everybody else out of the equation. In other words, we don't want to train Jerry to stand on his head to please Esther, and it's not really been a problem so far. <laughs> and we don't want to train Esther to stand on her head to please Jerry. In other words, we want them each to find their alignment no matter what. We would like Esther to say, okay, I'm going to do it this way because it's the path of least resistance. The car's already hooked on, and you think it's the way, and I'm going to find a way to find my alignment within this. In other words, I'm going to go with the idea that this will work. But you know, there's a lot of people that you're interacting with that aren't willing to find that way. In other words, they're still in that competitive place. So you have to work overtime in that regard. In other words, you have to allow yourself to feel good regardless of what they're doing, regardless of the fit that they're flowing, throwing. You have to stay tuned in, tapped in, turned on. You have to stay true to your ideas regardless of what they say. And even if it turns out that your idea wasn't the best idea in the world and you do have to unhook... Even if it turns out that your calculation was off, we still don't want you to cave in and beg for forgiveness. We want you still to always maintain your idea of reaching for what you want and coming into vibrational alignment with it. We want it to be so important to you that you feel good that you're willing to give yourself the benefit of the doubt every single time. And we want it to be so important to you that you feel good that you give them the benefit of the doubt every single time. In other words, we want you to leave behind your competition about who's right and acknowledge that this universe has the ability to yield to all of you everything that you want through a variety of different channels and methods and circumstances and events because there is no competition for this rightness that you are seeking, you see. And when you finally really know that, then... You can let them offer their opinion. And even whether you yield to it or not, you don't sacrifice your connection to your journey. You begin to discover that your idea of what you want and where you're going is so alive and so well 
that nothing can keep you from it. Nothing can keep you from getting to where you want to be. Nothing. There are no ideas that are bad enough or off enough if you stay true vibrationally to what you are wanting. Isn't that interesting? Because it feels like, oh, I've got this dream and I have to play it just right. I have to take all of the right forks in the road in order to get right on my straight and narrow path so that I can get to where I want to be so that I can fulfill my life's purpose. We say it, is even, it isn't even close to like that. It's that this resilient, flexible universe has endless ways of helping you get to where you want to be. But you won't discover one of them if you're pushing against anybody. So you could literally say to your friend, I think your idea is screwy, but just for the heck of it, let's do it your way. And I think my desire is so strong that even doing it your screwy way, I'll still get what I want. <laughs> Isn't that an interesting approach to life? Yes, I believe so much in my dream and my vibration, and I'm so sure that the universe will yield to me what I want, that I no longer have to guard the portals. I no longer have to protect myself from anything, not even you and your screwy ideas. I'm so sure that it's going to work out all right, that I can relax and enjoy the creativity of what you are suggesting. And since Esther has been relaxing and being playful with Jerry and all of this. She's just playful about it, laughing. Because the worst thing that could happen is that they can't make it and they have to stop and unhook the car. The worst thing that would happen is she gets to say, I told you so. <laughs> and that's a pretty good thing. <laughs> And the best thing that would happen is that he's calculated precisely and they can move right out of there and she can compliment him on his precision calculations as they continue to move happily down the road, you see. You see what we're getting at? Yes. You can't lose. You either get to be proud of yourself or proud of them and proud is proud. Yes. Thank you. As always, Abraham Hicks never fails to break it down in such a way that makes you question everything about uh, where you're at in your own development. Uh, I know for me, this is a big, big, big one. Uh, being right, you know, I've always been very fond of my own opinion and uh, always been very uh, never bashful about sharing my opinion and certainly not sharing it aggressively. Uh, at times in, in the past, uh, getting very fired up about why I'm right and why this is the way. And when you start thinking of it in this very, um, you know, evolved way, uh, like she, she, you know, like she puts, puts it, you know, she talked about, and we can all laugh and relate wanting something to go poorly so that you can be right. Like we've all done that. Right. And how silly is that when you think about it? It didn't really, and, and I love dealing how she puts, you know, your gap between where you are and how you feel uh, and who you really are is all that matters. So where are you at? Who who are you really? What, what is the source? Where, you know, and what's the gap between those two things? Forget about the trailer. Forget about, you know, why you should be right at this uh, issue at work. Forget about anything that's going on. Forget about this argument between the two of you uh, or the five of you or whoever, the rest of the world, politics. Doesn't matter. Is there a gap between how you're currently feeling and... Uh, who the source from which you emanate is feeling. Uh, and if there is, mind that gap and uh, take the path of least of resistance. Find that alignment. Uh, and you're, you're, you know, I, I really, I mean, there's just so much goodness in this little talk. Um, 
to, to, you know, stay true to the vibration of what you're wanting. Give yourself the benefit of the doubt. Give the other person the benefit of the doubt. Move out of a competitive place. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I also love it. And this this helps because all of us are fond of our own opinions. And, uh, you know, we've come up certainly against screwy opinions uh, from others. And, and she talked about being so confident and are, are so committed to your alignment that uh, you're willing to say, okay, let's go with your screwy idea. I'm not even going to resist it, even though I feel very strongly about my own. I'm so confident in my alignment that I, I'm going to get what I want, what's best, that even going your screwy path is going to lead me there. That is a, what a piece of wisdom, right? Like if you can take that one away, I know for me, like that one really sunk in deep. That is a powerful, powerful way to approach all your interactions with your fellow beings. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so it's just so um, hard sometimes to overcome the programming that we have that, um, you know, just really makes us think that um, asserting ourselves, uh, especially in those tricky situations where our buttons are being pushed equals some sort of defeat or that, you know, we lose something. Um, because it's really just this sort of programming that we've taken on that um, is, um, I think it's just there for the majority of people as some, you know, really key writers and figures have shown us. I think that really, unfortunately, most of us suffer from this sort of, you know, going back to yesterday's <clears throat> episode, uh, Adyashanti referring to it as the uh, traditional mode of consciousness, but one that's already sort of altered from yeah. the natural mode, right? right? The egoless state. Right, right. But it's uh, the the thing that I find remarkable is that we will all individually be pushed in certain key ways because the dynamic is the same. Uh, I think from one person to the next, the um, what the ego does is always the same. It's the the form that it takes, the particular subjects that it latches on. You know, for one person, it's issues of control; for someone else, it's issues of being a victim or yeah. something like that. Right. 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 So, um, so the ways in which it manifests, it's different. Uh, the content of the drama is always going to be, you know, unique and individual to us, but the dynamic is always the same. And so that, that I could refer to as the programming is that dynamic yeah. because that dynamic <clears throat> or the, um, the way in which the ego wants to react always is that sort of condition, uh, you know, Hey, you know, I need to stand up for myself lest I be trampled and, you mm-hmm. know, um, disregarded or here you know. I be proven wrong. <laughs> right. Exactly. And anything like that. And, uh, life will always challenge us, uh, challenge us to, um, you know, especially in those key areas where, you know, for some of us, it will be easier to let go of one thing or another, but there will always be the one thing that's always going to get us. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I love it. You know, I'm, she said, I'm so confident I can relax and enjoy what you're suggesting. You know, even if it's screwy, even if I don't agree with it, I'm so confident I can relax and enjoy. Let, sure, let's, let's do it your way. Like, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good no matter what. And it's only everything leads to something better for me. And if you can take that approach, like, think, talk about being able to, um, bob and weave <laughs> and always land on your feet it's like oh here's something screwy coming at me oh yeah i'm gonna make that work for me too <laughs> here's something screwy coming at me oh yep that works perfectly as well it always just leads me to you know the a deeper awareness and understanding of life is happening for me not to me and even if i can't see it this has got something and get get playful with it and uh yeah i, I very very uh inspiring and insightful uh, way to approach our lives. 
Well, we're getting down to it here. Uh, looks like uh, it's time to go for today. But Alien, do we have some music that we want, some musical tastings that we would like to leave the listeners with? Oh, musical tastings. That's, I think that's a new word, but it's a good one. I like to- <laughs> Yes, we have a track that I like quite a bit. It's by an artist called Walla, mm-hmm. W-A-L-A. Oh, uh, yeah. I think uh, she was at uh, Envision Festival a few years ago. Uh, first time, I believe, is when I caught her. I like Walla a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure that this is an artist that, oh, it's a female artist. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you showed her to me mm-hmm. uh, at some point after my coming back to California mm-hmm. and definitely liked her sound. This track is called Fade to Gray, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, uh, yeah, I love this this kind of sound. It's something I'm very much into. Definitely fun. Um, and before we check out the musical tastings for today, I would like to add, this podcast is definitely a labor of love for Dalian and I, but make no mistake, it takes a lot of time, energy, and resources to produce five episodes each and every week for you, our listeners. So if you enjoy the Positive Head podcast, it would be stellar and much appreciated if you showed us your support at positivehead.com by picking up one of our unique Positive Head bracelets. Of course, you would most certainly be helping yourself in the process because it functions as much more than just another stylish accessory. And if you haven't ever seen one, they're really cool, simple little bracelets with our Flower of Life Sacred Geometry inspired logo. They're actually made out of recycled tires and metal, so our intention is, of course, to do something positive by giving new life to previously discarded goods, and as far as their functionality goes, they act as a daily reminder to help you focus on the positive aspects of your daily life. The concept was actually inspired by studies that you can read about on our our website, but besides that, many people believe just wearing something with sacred geometry is empowering in and of itself, uh, which you can also read about on our site. And of course, as the Buddha once famously said, what you think you become. So we believe having something on your wrist that reminds you to keep a positive head, the same way a Fitbit reminds you to keep active, makes a whole lot of sense. Of course, we charge way less than Fitbit for helping you to manage your mental health because we let you name your price for your positive head bracelet. The reason we do that is because our heartfelt intention is to spread the positivity at all costs, first and foremost. That is our primary aim. And we don't ever want money to stand in the way of somebody wearing one. So if money is super tight and you want to pay as low as our cost to get one, no problem. On the flip side, if you love our podcast and just hit the lotto and want to show us your support by paying a million dollars for one, well, that won't hurt our feelings much either, I assure you. We also recently added a unique new line of t-shirts that have what we call chemistry quotes written out on them that help to spread the positivity as well. So head over to positivehead.com, check out all our wares, pick something up to show us your support if you feel inclined to do so. If you have enjoyed this positive download from our hearts and minds to yours, please Take a minute, give us a rating or review on iTunes, since iTunes is the holy grail of all things podcasting. Uh, Your good reviews help us to reach more listeners. Lastly, we would be extremely appreciative if you would tell your friends and family about the show. Our sincere intent with the Positive Head podcast is to spread positivity to the world because, well, because we're selfish, quite honestly. 
Uh, I say that jokingly, but really only halfway joking. I'm referring to the good kind of selfish based on the knowing that we all get what we give in this life because when we give, we're actually always giving to extensions of self since we're all really one in the same consciousness, just in different bodies. So if you want to be a good selfish along with us by helping to spread the positivity, by all means, please proceed to shout about the Positive Head podcast from your rooftop. <laughs> Otherwise, as you continue on your fabulous journey in this 3D reality, be sure to remember this. As long as you ain't dead, you're already positive ahead. Journey well, everyone, and thank you for being.